Welcome back to another episode of Tech Headlines Today. We're on episode number 45. Go ahead and subscribe or follow if you haven't yet. And don't forget, we have show links in the description if you hear something you want to read up on a little more. One quick note, we won't have an episode tomorrow, but we'll be back with you on Friday. And now, let's get into it. Using someone else's Netflix account? You're not alone. 33% of Netflix subscribers share their service with others, and 3% of Netflix viewers don't pay for Netflix at all because it's bundled with another service. Netflix has brushed off worries about password sharing and suggested that it would crack down on account sharing, but in March it announced a sub-account plan in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. Netflix hiked its rates by $1 to $2 in January, but unlike traditional pay TV services, it does not require one or two year contracts or pad out the total with fine print fees. Password sharing is an inherent feature of most streaming services, Lichtman president and principal analyst Brooke Lichtman said in a statement. Sharing helps expand the user base and retain customers, but it also creates a gap between the number of households that have a service and actual paying subscribers. Salonis beefs up its Power BI process mining capabilities. For the past decade, process mining specialist Salonis has been helping enterprises optimize processes around their ERP systems, and more recently has branched out to help them optimize their use, their use of workflow automation platforms too. Now it is acquiring Process Analytics Factory to improve its process mining offering and to help enterprises automate with Microsoft's Power Platform. Enterprises can save time and money by automating processes, but only if they are automating the right ones. Identifying which processes to focus on first can be done with simple heuristics, or by process mining, analyzing data from logs to uncover the most used processes with the greatest inefficiencies. This analysis is key, according to R. Ray Wang, founder and principal analyst at Constellation Research. Robotic process automation tools only automate. They don't analyze or optimize processes, he said. Process mining uses math to understand how processes are connected, what's working, what's not. It's a level of intelligence that most RPA vendors cannot deliver on, and thus are partnering, building, or acquiring. Check out all the details on this acquisition by pulling up the article in our show links. Among Us DDoS attack finally neutralized. On March 25th, the official Twitter account of Among Us announced a DDoS attack against servers in North America and Europe. The servers were offline for the entire weekend, with the servers finally coming back online Monday night. A DDoS attack is an assault on a network that floods it with so many requests that regular traffic is either slowed or completely interrupted. It's possible to mitigate these attacks if you have the required infrastructure in place, but even then, service disruption can occur. Developer Inner Sloth has put an end to it and have the game working for everyone again. If nothing else, it should allow the team to be better prepared if another DDoS attack is attempted in the future. Uber and Lyft drivers say fuel surcharge is an insult to drivers. Despite temporary fuel surcharges by Uber and Lyft, many drivers in the U.S. say they're driving less or have quit altogether due to the high gas prices. 43% of Uber and Lyft drivers still say they are driving less or have quit completely despite the new fuel surcharges. Harry Campbell, founder and CEO of The Rideshare Guy, a blog and podcast dedicated to helping rideshare drivers earn more money and stay on top of industry news, told TechCrunch. This compares to 53% of drivers who said the same before the fuel surcharges were announced. The Rideshare Guy originally polled drivers on how they felt about the rising gas prices collecting 325 responses from Uber and Lyft drivers between March 7th and March 11th via email and social media. When the surcharges were announced in mid-March, 
a fee of 45 cents to 55 cents per ride for Uber customers and 55 cents for Lyft customers to go directly to the drivers. RSG sent out another poll between March 22nd and March 24th, this time collecting 252 responses. Many drivers say that the fuel surcharges are not enough, and they would have preferred to see a per mile surcharge to account for the increased fuel expenditure on long trips instead of a flat fee, said Campbell. A Lyft driver in Orlando, Florida told TechCrunch the 55 cent trip surcharge is an insult to the drivers. Gaming-focused blockchain provider loses over $622 million in a hack. A gaming-focused blockchain is reporting what might be the new record holder for largest cryptocurrency hack in history. The incident involves the Rona network, an Ethereum-linked sidechain from Vietnamese developer Sky Mavis, which has been using the technology for a Pokemon-style game called Axie Infinity. The blockchain is now reporting it's lost over $620 million in Ethereum and USD coin due to an apparent hack. In a blog post, the Rona network said validator nodes were compromised, resulting in 173,600 Ethereum and 25.5 million USDC drained from the Ronin bridge in two transactions. Using hacked private keys to forge fake withdrawals, the attacker hijacked four validator nodes at SkyMavis and a third-party validator configured with extra privileges. The Ronin network has halted all trading over the blockchain as it works with law enforcement officials forensic cryptographers and investors to make sure all funds are recovered or reimbursed. Verizon says bad actors are to blame for sketchy spoofed spam texts. Verizon is aware of a spam campaign that is targeting its customers with their own phone numbers. As first reported by The Verge, some of the carrier subscribers have complained in recent days of receiving text messages that offer, quote, a little gift for paying off their monthly phone bill with a link that leads to a Russian website. What has made the campaign unsettling for some is that the perpetrators are spoofing the numbers of their targets. Our team is actively working to block these messages and we have engaged with U.S. law enforcement to identify and stop the source of the fraudulent activity, a Verizon spokesperson told Engadget. Verizon continues to work on behalf of our customers to prevent spam texts and related activity. When reports of the campaign first started to appear online, some Verizon customers speculated it was the result of an internal breach, a claim the carrier denies. We believe this activity is being generated from external bad actors with no direct tie to our company, the company told The Verge. Verizon also said it has no evidence that suggests the texts are coming from Russia. SpaceX to double Starlink satellite count within 18 months. SpaceX is aiming to double the number of Starlink satellites in orbit over the next 18 months, which promises to let more people subscribe to the satellite internet service. CEO Elon Musk tweeted about the goal on Monday, expecting over 4,200 Starlink satellites in operation within 18 months, which is two-thirds of all active satellites of Earth, he stated. Starlink satellites were launched over a three-year period, dating back to May 2019, and SpaceX is now aiming to accelerate the build-out using its Falcon 9 rocket. The increased satellite rollout won't solve all the problems facing Starlink, including the chip shortage that hampers the manufacturing of satellite dishes needed to connect the network. For now, the U.S. Federal Communications Commission has only granted SpaceX a license to operate 4,408 Starlink satellites at low Earth orbits around 550 kilometers. To send up more, the company is seeking regulatory approval for a second-generation Starlink network that intends to span almost 30,000 satellites. Yandex is sending iOS users' data to Russia. A Russian tech company is sending to Russia data collected from iOS app users who've never used its apps, according to a security researcher. 
In a report by the Financial Times, researcher Zach Edwards explains how third-party apps can use a developer tool created by the company Yandex to harvest iOS users' data. Yandex is the largest technology company in Russia and operates the country's second-largest search engine. The Yandex API App Metrica is a software development kit that offers developers a convenient way to obtain analytics data quickly and cheaply for their app. However, developers who use the tool give Yandex access to their users' data. According to app figures, App Metrica is in 52,000 apps, including messaging apps, location sharing tool, and virtual private network apps. While carrying out an app auditing campaign for nonprofit Me2B Alliance, Edwards discovered that code embedded into apps by Yandex to collect user data and send it to servers based in Russia. The App Metrica SDK claims to provide appropriate services, all while phoning home to Moscow with deeply invasive metadata details that can be used to track people across websites and apps, said Edwards. IT Body raises concerns over campaign to limit end-to-end -end encryption. IT experts have warned against limiting the end-to-end -end encryption used by apps such as WhatsApp as it would not make the internet a safer place. Facebook has previously announced plans to roll out end-to-end -end encryption across its messaging services. However, a recent campaign backed by the government warned against a wider tech industry rollout. Critics of the technology have asked firms to find a way of allowing law enforcement agencies to access communication while still protecting privacy, warning that otherwise the public, and particularly children, could be at greater risk of being exposed to worrying content and online predators. 78% of IT professionals think that restricting encryption in messaging would have a negative impact on protecting society at large. The BCS launched the poll following the recent UK government-backed No Place to Hide campaign, warning against the further rollout of end-to-end -end encryption. We are not opposed to end-to-end -end encryption in principle and fully support the importance of strong user privacy, the campaign said. Instead, our campaign is calling for social media companies to work with us to find a solution that protects privacy without putting children at even greater risk. PlayStation Plus relaunches in June with four membership tiers. Sony announced today that an all-new PlayStation Plus is set to launch in June, complete with integrated PlayStation Now and access to games from the original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, PS3, 4, and 5. As the PlayStation.blog details, the relaunch of PlayStation Plus will happen in June with three main membership tiers available, and a fourth for select markets where cloud streaming isn't an option. The main tiers are called PlayStation Plus Essential, Extra, and Premium. If you're a PlayStation Now user, you'll be automatically migrated to PlayStation Plus Premium in June with no increase in the current subscription price. This is Sony's answer to Xbox Game Pass, albeit slightly more expensive at $17.99 per month for the premium tier compared to $14.99 for Game Pass. The reason we only have June stated as a launch window rather than a specific date is because Sony intends to carry out a phased regional approach to the launch. As the blog explains, we'll begin with an initial launch in several markets in Asia, followed by North America, Europe, and the rest of the world where PlayStation Plus is offered. Thanks for joining us on this episode of THT. We appreciate you guys. Share this episode on social media and don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you on Friday.